You're listening to a curated podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. John and I both are, uh, like, like I guess, uh, the bulk of the population. We've got these devices with glass screens in our pockets and yes. they tend to be fairly addictive and fairly uh, distracting in a lot of cases, unfortunately. I had not had a new phone for about four years. I was using an old iPhone 5S, which I really liked the size of it. I liked the fact that it was lightweight and small mm-hmm. and fit in my pocket really easily, whether I was wearing jeans or shorts or whatever. If I was doing exercise, it, it didn't sort of flap around, didn't bang around too mm-hmm. much. It was a fairly non-intrusive phone. And then I decided that I was getting, you know, it was getting a little bit slow. It was probably struggling to run the latest. How uh, was the battery life going? Because they, lithium does degrade over time. Sure. So it, it was... Look, it wasn't that, it wasn't terrible, but yeah, it wasn't great. Mm -hmm. and I needed to have a charger at the ready most occasions and generally if I wasn't using it I'd have it on the charger just topping it up Mm -hmm. so Having had that phone, which I was actually really very happy with, as I mentioned, one sort of slight drawback was that had I updated to the very latest version, I think it's iOS 11, version 11, then I would have found that probably ran a bit slow on the Mm -hmm. phone. It was the oldest phone that you could put the latest software on. Yeah, right. So I actually probably could have got another maybe you know, six or eight months out of it until the next edition of of phones comes out, the next batch of, of iPhones. Usually it's, I think it's September, October. And we had already, to. and we'd covered the story about how Apple had been slowing down older phones we with had. Their, their news. So I guess what you were seeing is not only the lithium ion degradation because it's been, you know, had it for how many years, mm. uh, but also with the software updates where they're factoring in, we need to slow it down, I guess, to encourage you to upgrade. They did make a, quite a detailed explanation of that. Depends which kind of way you want to look at what they did. They're now being a lot more transparent about that. Future editions of the iOS software will allow you to control whether the, slow the, down. the, the phone yeah. is throttled to save your battery life. Yep. I didn't see that as a huge problem for me personally. It depends on the amount of use and depends on the way that you use your phone. I changed to a, an iPhone 8 Plus. So, so in you terms had the of choice. You had the choice, I guess, there was the 8, 8 Plus, and then the iPhone 10 or the X. Yep. There's the three models, which are the most recent editions. Yep. So the difference between the uh, 8 and the 8 Plus is purely what the size? All those phones you mentioned, including the X, all share the latest processor, which is a very fast processor. It's been benchmarked and tested and and I think it is one of the fastest or if not the fastest processor in any smartphone Mm -hmm. from any brand in the world at the moment again how that translates to real world experience or real world uh, you know whether that's a real benefit to you depends on how you use your phone I guess the real thing that I have found hardest to adapt to going from a 5s to an 8 plus is just the size in your hand yeah right so I had a much smaller screen so obviously I could do less with it and it wasn't as great for looking at photos or looking at videos Mm -hmm. or that kind of stuff the 8 plus is better for that because it has a bigger screen it's got a 5.5 inch screen with a resolution of 1080 by 1920 as I mentioned it's got that Apple A11 bionic chip which is fast it's got lots of RAM for a smartphone it's 3 gig of RAM you can either get in a 64 or 256 my calculation was simply I could have got a 64 gig iPhone X with the new screen technology mm-hmm. and a smaller, better size in your hand and about the same money. In fact, a little bit more, probably an extra $80 over what I paid for. Because you bought this outright. An iPhone you? 8 Plus. Yeah. yeah, I did. As I said, I hadn't had a, a new phone for four years, yeah. over four years. Yeah. So kind of was prepared to splurge a bit. But 
really at the end of the day, the thing that I suppose I should have focused more on was the the fact that you can use the iCloud or you can use Google's got services where you can fairly cheaply have a system by which your phone automatically, whenever you're in a Wi-Fi at night, mm-hmm. it sends up your photos, puts them in the cloud. Mm-hmm. If you lose your phone, everything is not lost. It's yep. safe. You don't lose it all. In fact, my sister just lost her phone. She said to me recently, I said, oh, that's terrible news. And she said, yep, but the great thing was everything was backed up. I lost maybe the last six photos that I'd put on it, okay. a couple of emails or something, but otherwise everything was safe. And that, that is really a tip to the listeners. I mean, make sure no matter what phone you have, see if you've got some kind of uh, automated backup service, whether that's through, say, Dropbox or Google Photos, or if you're an Apple, then they've got the iCloud. Mm. There are a number of different services out mm. there because if you do break your phone or damage your phone irreparably, then... Mm. And uh, you, need, you want to be able to gain access to those phones. I did see a social media post. I think someone said they lost their phone and they've lost five years worth of photos because they would only store them on their phone. And it's, that, that's, a, that's tough because you want to retain all that, keep that. So I guess the lesson for me, and I'm, you know, look, a lot of people like the large form size of the, uh, the plus size phones. And don't forget, this size phone's been around since the, I think since the six came out so this mm-hmm. is about a three-year-old the ability to have that five and a half inch diameter screen has been around for a while i guess it makes it a phablet if you're used to a smaller phone as a man i like to have my phone in say in jeans or in my pocket if i'm if i'm doing some sport i want to have it in, be able to have it not banging around too much mm-hmm. in my pocket this phone this eight plus i just find a bit bulky for those kind of things so yeah. it, it tends and you've to, mentioned that it's heavy as well it because is of heavy. the glass back so and, yeah. yeah so another thing that they changed from the seven plus to the eight plus is is wireless charging mm-hmm. which is a nice technology mm-hmm. you can just put your phone on a pad without plugging it in and you can actually get ones that cost a bit more but you can get fast charging through mm-hmm. that it also doesn't matter if you've got a cover on the back of your phone it will still charge even if you've got a cover on the mm-hmm. phone but the change of the back went from metal uh, aluminium back which was actually stronger mm-hmm. less likely to shatter mm-hmm. to glass which was required for wireless charging that makes the 8 plus quite a bit heavier yeah. in the hand than the previous model all those things weighed up and in particular the need to back things up and secure your photos and your data mm-hmm. and your memories through a cloud service to me, the memory is less of an issue these days. If I had my time over, I probably would have got the X. That's my experience. Yeah, right. John, you've just got a new phone too, and it's it's a Google phone. It is, yeah. I've previously had the LG G3 and then the G5. So I had then been looking from about late last year for what the next phone would be, knowing that my contract was coming up to as an end. But the G7 hadn't been announced when I started looking. And I was getting a little bit over the LG series because there was boot loop problems with my previous phone, the G3. There were screen burning issues that I was having with the current phone, the G5. And then there was just a you know, number of other issues, small issues, which sort of thought, well, you know what? I will go elsewhere. The beauty of Android is that um, you've got quite a, a big selection. You can choose from a different manufacturer and get different features. Hmm. So I had started looking around. I knew that Samsung was bringing out a new phone soon because the S9 has just been released. But I wasn't really uh, wanting to go down that path. I chose to go down the path of going direct to Google. So I too have uh, paid up front and bought the Pixel 2. They've got two versions of their phones that they make. They've got the Pixel 2 and the Pixel 2 XL. I chose the smaller form factor I guess in terms of size, the Pixel 2 XL is slightly wider and slightly bigger, but it actually has more screen size. So I've got bigger top and bottom bezels. That's because there's 
two speakers on one on top, one on bottom, and they're forward-facing speakers that are there. I actually like these bezels because if I'm holding it in landscape mode, then I can essentially have my thumbs on either side and it's not an issue of covering any of the screen or accidentally tapping the notifications on or off. So for me, that actually works really well. Another thing that drew me to the phone was being directly from Google, you get the updates without the other manufacturer's influence. So with the LG series, you have to wait until LG have added their bits and pieces to Android to make sure it works on their devices. Then you wait for the carrier to add their little bits and pieces. By the time you get it, it could be six months, 12 months or longer before the official updates come through to your device after they've been released by Google. I chose to have the pure Google experience and that means that as soon as the updates are published by Google, then they come through to my phone. That's one of the big ticks for me. I know that Apple has been doing that essentially from day one and I chose to go to that model just using the Android device. Because other manufacturers, they water down or they dilute or they modify the code they're getting from Android. They want to put their bloatware onto it. Yeah, yeah right. Sure. So now that's you, one of the benefits. Look, you can take it off, but for the pure experience of having you know real Android, I've got the latest version. It's uh, upgraded to Android 8.1, which is Oreo. Look, it is super quick. Comparison to my phone, it is quick. It's a, an octo-core system. I'm running the Snapdragon 835 processor chip, which is you know not the, the latest, latest, but essentially that's the, the most premium for the phones at the moment it has got the full hd amoled display which is the 1920 by 1080 it does shoot in 4k video but only up to 30 frames per second so i know that the iphone 10 i think does 60 frames per second mm. but i gotta tell you the photos that i'm taking on this phone are absolutely amazing mm. just jaw-dropping photos yep. there is a thing called portrait mode and yep. so what that does i think iphone has it as well yep. it blurs out the background uses machine learning and mm. i've taken some photos recently and i just can't stop looking at them mm. they are incredible mm. little features that i like is also like the night mode so when i press that the screen goes kind of a reddish orange tinge yes. and that is nice if you're reading it at late at night you just want to relax your eyes a little bit without having the brightness of the display that's quite nice it actually filters out that blue light of the screen so it's if you if you're reading at night before bed it's less likely to disrupt your sleep this phone though it's the pixel 2 has a 2700 milliamp hour battery the pixel 2 xl has a 3520 milliamp hour battery Mm -hmm. I'm getting a full day, no problems whatsoever. So four to five hours screen time quite easily. I unplug it at seven in the morning and I wouldn't even think about plugging it until 11 at night. Thanks for listening. And head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media. We welcome your feedback and suggestion for future shows.